Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Elhamdülillahi Rabbil Alemin. Ve salatu ve selamu ala seyyidil mursalin ve alihi ve sahbihi ve barik ve sallam. My beloved brothers and sisters, to our friends, to our listeners, our viewers, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Alhamdulillah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has again blessed us with an opportunity to investigate the gems of wisdom in His last mighty revelation. And we have reached the third juz, the third section of the Qur'an. And I want to emphasize that as the Qur'an is being read in our Tarawih prayers, there is so much wisdom, there is such heavy events, there, there is such light and guidance which is going by us. It is important for us to try to extract from this, to read it over. If you can't read it in Arabic, then get a translation. But take those gems, list them, think about them, and put them into your life. As we move uh, through the third juz, the third chapter, or the third section uh, of the Qur'an, we reach in Surah Al-Baqarah, we are coming toward the end of Surah Al-Baqarah, and um, in it there is uh, very important information. As a matter of fact, we could say that the most important verse, Sayyidah Ayal Qur'an, it is, the, it is the, 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 the queen, it is the master of all of the verses in the Qur'an has just gone by us. And that is Ayatul Kursi, the verse of the throne. And that is Surah Al-Baqarah, verse 255. And this beautiful rendition given by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allahu la ilaha illa huwa al-hayyul qayyum, al-ayah, we need to memorize this. We need to understand the circumstances surrounding it. And it is reported that Abu Huraira, one of the great companions, was given the control in the evening of the Beitul Mal, and that is the treasury house. And so the grain and, and, and the wealth that was put together, he was in charge of its security. And one night a man came in, thrashing and smashing, and Abu Huraira grabbed him and, 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 and tied him up, and the man said, no, please let me go, I'll never come back again. When Abu Huraira went to the Prophet ﷺ, the Prophet smiled the next day and said, did you have a visitor? And he said, yes. The Prophet smiled. The next evening the man came back again, smashing, breaking, in anger with this beautiful zakat and sadaqah, Abu Huraira grabbed him and then <clears throat> tied him. The man said, please let me go. I'll never come back again. When Abu Huraira the next day went to the Prophet ﷺ, he said to him, did you have a visitor? And he said, yes. And the Prophet smiled. The third night the man came back again, smashing and breaking. And this time Abu Huraira tied him and said, I will take you to the Prophet. Peace and blessings be upon him. The man said, if you let me go, I'll never come back and I will give you something which will protect you from the evening until the next day. If you read Ayatul Kursi, you will not be attacked by any evil of the jinn. Abu Huraira let him go. He never came back. 
But the next day when he went to the Prophet the Prophet asked him, did you have a vizna? He said, yes. What did he teach you? Abu Huraira then told him what he taught him to read this uh, verse from the Quran. And the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, this man is a liar. But in this case, he told the truth. And the Prophet asked him, do you know who it was? And Abu Huraira said, Allah and his Prophet know best. The Prophet said, it was the shaitan, it was an evil devil. And in this case, you have learned your religion. And so Ayatul Kursi is so important. It is such an important section as we're going toward the end of Surah Al-Baqarah in the third juice that Jibreel alayhi salam is reported to have said to the Prophet, Abshir bi Nurain, glad tidings of two lights that you have been given. No other messenger has ever been given this before, and it is Fatihah al-Kitab wa Khawatim Surah al-Baqarah. The opening chapter of the book, Surah al-Fatiha, and the last section of Surah Al-Baqarah verses 284 to 286 Lillahi ma fis wa ma fil ard The third juz then moves into Surah Ali Imran and this is an important Medina chapter it is crucial for Dawah it is very important to us and relevant to the times we are living in today because with all the struggles in the world, one of the base tension is with the people of the book. And so our relationship with the Christians, our relationship with the Jews, it is critical that we understand what is our stance in relationship to these groupings of people who received the revelation, but yet could not hold on to it. So there is something left within these groups but the Qur'an comes as the final testament. The Prophet ﷺ is the final messenger, and that is to clean up the misunderstandings of the people of the book. So Surah Ali Imran is critical in understanding the people of the book. From amongst the Christians, the people of Najran, and these are people in southern Arabia, African people, by the way, who live near the border of Yemen, they were the strongest Christian group in the Arabian Peninsula. And their interaction with the Prophet ﷺ caused revelation to come 80 verses. 8-0 are revealed in response to the questions of the Najranis. Questions like, is Jesus God? Is Jesus the Son of God? And so a clear stance comes out in this chapter of Ali Imran, and that is that we have to respect the people of the book, but not follow them. And in Ali Imran, verse 19, Allah tells us, inna dina indallahil islam, that verily the true religion to Allah, in the sight of Allah, is al-Islam. So when we are doing interfaith, when we are functioning with the people of the book, we respect them because there's something left of the book, but the true religion is the final version given to the Prophet al-Islam, which is clear submission to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we have to be true to our sources. So when we are dealing with the people of the book, we have to maintain our integrity with the sources. Allah tells us in, in verse 31, 
of Ali Imran, قُلْ إِنْ كُنْتُمْ تُحِبُّونَ اللَّهَ فَاتَّبِعُونِي يُحْبِبْكُمُ اللَّهُ وَيَغْفِرْ لَكُمْ ذُنُوبَكُمْ وَاللَّهُ غَفُورَ الرَّحِيمُ And in this verse, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is revealing to us, say, if you really love Allah, then follow me, Allah will love you and will forgive you of your sins. So if we really love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we should be following the Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings be upon him. And, and this is critical for us in our understanding uh, of our relationship with the people of the book. And verse 59, this is a gem of wisdom. We need to hold on to these gems. Verse 59 is one of the key parts of the story of Maryam. May Allah be pleased with her, the mother of, of Isa, of Jesus, uh, alayhi salam. And that is, with all the confusion, is Jesus God, is he the son of God? Allah reveals, in the method of Isa, in the Allahi kamethali Adam, khalaqahu min turab, thumma qala lahu kun fayakun. Verily, the example of Jesus in the sight of Allah is like the example of Adam. He was created from clay, from dust, and then uh, it was said, be, and it is. So if you are trying to say, if uh, Jesus, if Isa alayhi salam is not God, then he is the son of God, it clearly states here, it's like Adam. So if you say that Jesus had a mother and no father, so his father must be God, then the example here is that Adam had no father and no mother. So what is he? And so Allah Azza wa Jal clears it up. This is the type of logic, very clear, very straightforward logic that we need to use with the people of the book as we are going through this mighty section of the Quran. And inshallah, we will go into the fourth juz after this and get more gems of wisdom coming out of Surah Ali Imran. I leave you with these thoughts and I ask Allah to have mercy on me and you. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.